I've named my business a few different times over the years. In the beginning, I was the authentic channel. And later, I used different variations of my name and the word tarot. While I was exploring photography along with the occult, I tried Vanessa Works with Light to include both careers. No title has ever satisfied me. I couldn't figure out how to label myself in a way that didn't confine me. I'm not just a medium and a tarot reader. I'm a spiritualist, a trance channel, a budding astrologer, and much more. I was still unsure of my title when I met Taylor Ursula at a Friendsgiving gathering hosted by my manager friend in the fall of 2019. It's funny that it took us so long to meet. Both of us worked for the same owner, but I was waiting tables at the restaurant while she managed the cafe across the street. She walked into the apartment, greeted everyone, mentioned something about her natal chart that I responded to, and then we were inseparable for the evening. I found out she's not only an incredible astrologer, but she's also a tarot reader, hypnotherapist, magazine editor, and musical artist. I've linked her below for anyone looking to have their charts read. We shared so much over the next few hours, and we realized we had an unusual amount of things in common. It felt like speaking to a mirror or a twin. I already have a twin. My sister, born seven minutes apart. But we never felt like twins. We're not identical, we're fraternal, meaning we're just sisters who happen to be born at the same time. So imagine meeting someone who feels more like your twin than your actual twin. It's wild. You'll all meet her when I start interviews. I can't wait. After that night, we decided to set up a weekly time to meet and enjoy speaking in what felt like our native language. We'd begin our stories by recapping the condition of the sky and the transiting aspects to our natal charts. We'd work on tarot together, going over the system and meanings of each card. We shared our projects with each other and offered advice or assistance. We've read for each other, encouraged each other, and been there to listen when it feels like nothing in life is working. Though our collaborations have come and gone, we still share that sister bond, continuing to meet weekly to talk about our lives and magic. By the time the pandemic started in 2020, it had been about five years since I'd officially come out as a psychic medium. I had let go of photography as a potential career, Not only was I unable to photograph people in person anymore, I'd also come to realize I enjoyed it more as an artistic outlet than a pursuit. I fully accepted the psychic arts as my true calling and set about solidifying my platform and services. My conversations with Taylor pushed me to start identifying myself. I finally decided to embrace the title The Aquarian, naming it for the upcoming Aquarian era, or Age of Aquarius, a time of magic and community. I chose to spell it with an E to both differentiate myself from the zodiac sign and to set up the potential for something even greater in the future. The Aquarian gave me the freedom to grow into myself and a platform I could stand behind, relieving the pressure to do things in a certain way. I opened a new Instagram account and called it The Aquarian. 
Shortly after the pandemic began, Taylor and I hosted a weekly live on Instagram called Astro Squad, where we compared the astrology of the sky to events happening around the world. After a few months, I gathered together a group of incredible healers and thinkers along with Astro Squad to perform live for audiences under the name The Aquarian, like a streaming service. Though it was well-received, I quickly found out I am much better in a leadership role than a managerial one, so I couldn't get it off the ground. I decided instead to focus on social media, specifically Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. I was spending all day and all night creating content, coming up with new content, worrying about followers, worrying about likes, worrying about engagement. I had no time to give myself what I needed, no time to connect with spirit. On top of that, I didn't feel I was living in my integrity, but at the time, it was a means to an end, or so I thought. For about a year, I was living in total chaos, constantly on a grind, determined to see the top of this proverbial mountain. One day in February 2022, one of my videos on TikTok went semi-viral and increased my following by thousands almost overnight. I decided to go live to perform short readings for everyone. I chose an oracle deck with written messages and decided to point my phone camera down toward my hands rather than at my face so people could read the card. I was very wary of people seeing my face on Instagram and TikTok. TikTok especially made me feel very uncomfortable. You're exposed to a large amount of people and sometimes they can get mean. So the camera was always on the cards. Once I started going live, so many followers began pouring in and my account went from the thousands to the ten thousands. Though my life was still chaotic and a bit depressing, I was at least making money from donations. I thought, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm reaching a place where I won't have to do this all of the time. But my intuition was also shouting, this is totally unsustainable and unsatisfying for you. If you don't stop, something is gonna stop you. My intuition didn't fail me. At that point, I had no idea so many people had copied my avatar and name. After about five lives, I was sabotaged by one of those impersonators. They screen recorded 30 minutes of my live and started looping it 24-7 on their account to scam people out of their money. My followers alerted me, but because the impersonator had me blocked, I couldn't report them. For months, I tried everything I could. I filed reports, messaged them on Twitter, which acts as their only contact page, and routinely warned people in my lives. Even followers sent hundreds of reports through TikTok's flagging system. Some of them would sit in the comment section of the scammers live and warn people. But the comment section was going too fast. No one was listening. If you go into TikTok right now, you'll see hundreds of impersonators with my username. Put the Aquarian, as I spell it, into the search and just start scrolling. Most of them have my original avatar, a hand holding a candle with green leaves in the background. Some have old videos that went viral. Most have nothing at all. You'll also see videos of people warning others about certain accounts with my username. 
This is an issue across TikTok and Instagram. Please, everyone, live by. We will not message you first. If you are messaged by an account that resembles someone you follow, it's most likely a scam. Over time, the impersonator's account that was looping my live grew from a couple hundred to a couple thousand to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands. It took almost a year for TikTok to take the account down after they earned over 370,000 followers. By that time, I had deleted all of my social media for the Aquarian. It took me a while to accept what happened, but in the end, I realized social media is really bad for my mental health. I personally have one private account on Instagram and Facebook, but the Aquarian is not on any social media outlet, none. I don't want to get your attention. I want to offer you what I find valuable. What's most valuable to me is knowledge, understanding, connection, questions, camaraderie, and love. I decided the best way to express all that would be on a podcast. My healing started over a decade ago, and it's been such a humbling process. Leaning into my pain and learning how to love myself gave me the security I'd been looking for. I'm not caring as much as I used to, allowing me to live more in the present. Healing has totally transformed my relationships. My twin sister and I finally became close during the pandemic. I think it took one conversation about magic, and she bought three tarot decks and asked me how to meditate. My dad and I are on much better terms. He had his own humbling experiences, and we now enjoy conversations about manifestation and integrity. My brother and I don't speak much, but whenever we're together, it feels comfortable and fun. My mom and I still argue from time to time, but we've learned so much from each other. She's my biggest supporter and thinks I have an excellent podcast voice. I met and fell in love with someone in summer of 2021. Though he showed up totally out of the blue, I predicted him a few months before. Because of my dedication to self-improvement and self-love, I was able to be vulnerable with him and also stand my ground. I learned to express my anger in a better way and love without fear of loss. I'm happy to say we're still together and hope to always be. If you're feeling stuck or are still asking, when will the lessons stop? Know that you're not alone. I'm still learning, still evolving, still questioning, and I don't think that's ever going to stop. I don't think it's meant to. Life is our ultimate teacher. All we can do is seek help from sources that empower us, comfort us, and understand us. I hope my podcast is one such source for you. And now we've arrived at the present, though the end feels more like a new beginning. I created the Aquarian podcast so we could dive to the depths of magic together. Every season will have a new theme, and each theme will walk us a little further back in our collective magical heritage. My hope is that by the time this podcast ends, 
we'll all have a clear understanding of where magic comes from and where it's going. I'll use the first many episodes to convey my objective understanding of the season's theme, followed by fascinating interviews meant to deepen our understanding. My advice to anyone who wants to become a healer. Number one, question anything and everything. It's more important you know why you believe what you believe than who you believe. Don't fall for the guru. Number two, practice gratitude, even if it brings you a sense of discomfort. That discomfort is a reminder that you are presently safe, though your triggers and memories may tell you otherwise. Name five things you're grateful for in the morning and increase the list when you feel you're able. Number three, dedicate yourself to a passive passion, such as exercise, working with your hands, expressing an art form, or anything that simply brings you joy. Number four, learn to meditate. I'll be teaching this in the future, but start if you can. It improves your mental health and quiets your thoughts in order to receive messages from your intuition or other spiritual entities. And number five, accept that the first person who deserves your healing is you. If we heal ourselves, we heal the world one person at a time. I'll conclude my story with a quote from Clifford Bias's book, The Ritual Book of Magic, that I discovered in Amber Kay's book, True Magic. The magus, the theurgist, the true witch, stand on a pyramid of power, whose foundation is a profound knowledge of the occult, whose four sides are a creative imagination, a will of steel, a living faith, and the ability to keep silent and whose internal structure is love. And now we move on to the tens. The tens in the minor arcana represent completion, the end of a journey. When you pull a ten, you've reached the peak of the energy determined by the suit. Numerology labels this number culmination and new chapters. They're the only numbered minor arcana in group four, indicating a renewal of the cycle. The Ten of Wands represents what happens when we've accepted too much responsibility. In our efforts to move forward, we've now acquired too many burdens, keeping us from new projects or goals. Your schedule is totally filled and your mind is wrapped up in tasks, errands, and expectations you need to live up to. This isn't an energy many people can endure forever, so you'll need to delegate or rearrange responsibilities so this cycle can renew back into the Ace of Wands. When I pull the Ace of Wands in a reading, I know the person has a lot they're responsible for. They may be the head of a committee, manager of a company, parent of three children in elementary school, and so on. They may also feel like they're carrying mental or emotional burdens they can't put down. In any case, they may feel strong enough to tolerate it for now, but eventually they'll have to consider other options. The culmination of wands is pent-up energy due to the weight of responsibility. 
When I pull the Ten of Wands in my own readings, I'm aware that I've expected too much of myself and now have to suffer the burden of carrying it all. I could be overwhelmed with work and house chores, or maybe I took on too many clients in one day. Though I'm able to regulate my energy and rise to the occasion, I know I can't go on this way indefinitely. The Ten of Cups is the card of ultimate happiness. It represents your dream life, the one you believe will bring you lasting joy. Maybe you imagine moving to your favorite city or country or starting a family with the love of your life. Maybe there's a community out there that totally gets you, finally feeling like you belong somewhere. Achieving this renewal of satisfaction allows you to return to the energy of the Ace of Cups. When I pull this card in a reading, I know the person has either gotten exactly what they imagined or uncovered what they truly want. This could be in reality as a joyous outcome or in their imagination as a picture-perfect future. They're basking in their idea of ultimate happiness, manifesting it with their deep sense of knowing. Whatever position this card shows up in is where happiness is emanating. When I pull this card in my own readings, I know that I'm feeling at one with my environment, relationships, path, and purpose. Everything feels like it's cooperating in my best interest. I'm happy, healthy, and comfortable with the overall experience of my life. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. The Ten of Swords is a card of ultimate betrayal. Someone or something's gone too far, and now a relationship is dying. This card represents the end of struggles by way of final blows. This could be a dramatic end or a swift stab in the back that results in instant separation. Whatever's going on, it's done for the time being, but this ending renews the cycle, returning you to the Ace of Swords. When I pull this card in a reading, I know someone has reached their pain limit. This pain could be inflicted by someone else or themselves. If someone else has hurt them, then this card shows too much damage has been done. If this is coming from themselves, they may be dealing with a habit or situation that needs to come to an end before it's too late. When I pull the Ten of Swords in my own readings, I know something that I thought was right for me turned out not to be. This is often a decision or an idea that I was certain would turn out well, but ended up going nowhere. Sometimes it can be a betrayal from someone I trusted, but often I'm betraying myself. The Ten of Pentacles represents material and generational wealth. You've built a relationship and income that will benefit everyone. When you pull this card, you are thinking of the material quality of your future. These can be shared values with someone else or your own desire to flourish. This sense of ultimate security will renew the cycle, bringing you back to the energy of the Ace of Pentacles. When I pull the Ten of Pentacles in a reading, I know the person is likely thinking about their long-term spending habits. Sometimes it shows a person has reached the pinnacle of their wealth, but more, but more often it represents the desire for that level of security. They're imagining the kind of house they want to buy, or the car they want to drive, or how many children they want to have. This can be for themselves or with another. Either way, it's a slow climb to the top. 
When I pull the Ten of Pentacles in my own readings, I know I'm aligned with my future. Though I may not have much stability now, I am on the right path to attaining ultimate security. I'm able to stick to my values and sustain myself. I know that, over time, these actions will result in financial freedom and abundance. I hope to see you at the next episode, where I introduce the court cards. Blessed be.